Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Uh, I thank God for each of you, whether you're calling in or listening by Internet. I say thank you. Um, I will say that if you have a comment or would like to join the discussion, please press 1, and I can bring you live. Um, We only have 30 minutes, so each person will be limited in their comments, but we will allow that time. Um, We're going to be talking about a very timely subject and a subject that affects everyone in one way or another. It doesn't matter whether or not you are Hello? Good morning, good morning. I do apologize for technical difficulties this morning. Um, More user mistake than anything else. I pray that everyone, we are all connected together at this time. As I was saying, um, we're going to be dealing with and looking at a subject that affects so many lives and so many lives have been lost due to domestic violence. 
Um, we do know that October has been set aside or acknowledged as Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and um, along with breast cancer awareness. Um, domestic violence, it does hit every walk of life. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your financial status. It doesn't matter whether you're in rural areas or in suburbs or in the city. And um, Michael Jackson did a song years ago, and one of the lines said, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. And it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It doesn't even matter your educational level. It does not matter in some shape, form, or fashion, you may be touched or affected by family, friends, yourself, children, dealing with domestic violence. Um, this is not a easy subject. A lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people may never have experienced it, in which case they don't understand um, and that's okay. That's okay. The fact that so many people are very interested in finding out more about it and able to try to do something about it um, is a good thing. Um, a lot of times domestic violence goes unreported. A lot of times the victims will lie about it. They will be in denial about it. And there are a lot of reasons why um, they live in silence. So this morning um, I just wanted to take a look at domestic violence and just give some information on it and see if we can, uh, preferably it would be good if we could get rid of it altogether, but that's going to take a lot of work. But we know our God can do anything. It is one of those things, as if the scripture says, the poor you shall have with you always. And we've seen throughout scripture where violence has been in the earth always. So this may be one of those things as well that will be here. Um, Let's open up with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We exalt you above every situation and circumstance. And, Father, at this morning, as we take a look at domestic violence, not only in the secular world but in the church as well, we ask right now for those victims who are dealing with it this morning that they will find shelter, that they will find safety. God, more importantly, that they will find you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would deliver them out of all of their struggles, all of their sicknesses and diseases. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for their mind to be renewed and restored. God, we ask for family violence to be ended. We thank you right now that we know the blood of Jesus covers all, and it covers a multitude of sin. Father, we not only pray for the victims, we pray for the abuser as well. For we know there is a root cause to everything. And until it's dealt with, it will remain. Father, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. As I said, thank you again for all of those that have called in. I I, I appreciate you. I really do. Um, the first thing I want to do is... There is a domestic violence hotline number, 
and that number is 1-800-799-7233. If you or someone you know is dealing with domestic violence right now, I encourage you to call that number to get some questions answered, to have someone to talk to, to develop a plan of escape, and get to a safe place. I pray that you get to a safe place. Domestic violence is very near and dear to me. I am a survivor, a multiple survivor. Now, we can look at what the mind of a victim, we can look at the mind of the abuser, um, what makes them stay, what causes them to do what they do, why does the abuser feel that it's okay for him or her to abuse the very person that they say they love. As you can see, the topic today, if this is love, why does it hurt? That is That should not be so. But so oftentimes, and we can look at, you know, the the mindset of the victim. We can do victim blaming. We can, you know, there's just so many things that we can say. Why did she stay? Why didn't she leave? Why is this? Why, 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 why? I do not believe anybody sets out and decides, I'm going to get involved with somebody to abuse me. They do not go looking for someone to abuse them and call it love. That's just not the case. But we as women, as a people, we all want to be loved. We want to have that connection with someone. We want, you know, the American dream. And even though we might not set out for looking for that, sometimes it happens. And so many people and women have been blindsided by the very person that they have decided to devote their life to. Now, when you find yourself in domestic violence, in the beginning you do not recognize it as such. It can be disguised. It can be said to be one thing. You know, domestic violence covers so many different areas, and it seems like the list is growing. Things that signs of abuse, you know, you can say, just an example, your intimate partner is the way they're using it now, your husband or your wife, they always want to know where you are, where you're going, who you're going to be with. And it's not just a general comment. It's, it's all the time. And they go, well, use the excuse, well, I just want to make sure you're okay. I just want to know where you are in case I need to contact you or what have you. But at some point, it becomes a routine for them that no matter when you leave the house, you have to go through a laundry list of questions. We may see that, oh, they love me so much and they care about me, they want to check on me. Yes, that can be the case. And I want to say this, a lot of things that I am going to say today 
be mindful. It is not always the case. It is not always the case that if your mate is asking questions about your whereabouts that they are in the mindset of abuse. Some of them have genuine concern. But when you look at it and it's getting out of hand, when they want to dictate to you what you wear, where you go, who you talk to, one of the biggest things with domestic violence is the catch and separate. I believe, and statistics have shown, the mental psyche of an abuser is to catch and separate. They don't even realize in some instances, again, not always the case, that they have this radar in them, in their mind, that they know who they can abuse. They know who they can victimize. They might not even understand it themselves, but it's almost like a hunting dog. They pick up a scent, and they're on it. And that can go for men or women. There are statistics that show that the violence against women is much greater. One in four women will be abused. There's a woman somewhere right now being abused. There are children being abused as we talk about this subject. It does not matter the time of day. It doesn't matter where you live. It is happening. We can go to Scripture. God gives us Scriptures from Genesis to Revelations on deliverance and healing and talking about the violent man. And I know God is a healer. I know him as a deliverer. But it took me a long time to get to this place in my life. There are so many signs. There are so many things I did not see. Why did I stay? Because I loved him because I thought my love was enough to change the situation. And that is the mindset for a lot of women. Sometimes domestic violence will start at the onset of the relationship, and at the same time it may go deep into the relationship. All You, you think it's all of a sudden, and it catches you off guard, and you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? He shoves you. He pushes you for the first time, demeaning you, tearing you down, calling you stupid, making fun of you, always pointing out your inadequacies, your deficiencies. All of this is to make them feel better about themselves, to put them in a higher level of superiority, in their mind, whatever they can do to tear that person down is what they're going to do. And when we look at the different things that involve domestic violence, we can see, I mean, there are just so many. There are so many. 
and the reasoning behind it, nobody really knows. We can go psychological, we can go physical, we can go the chemical imbalance. We can look at so many different things, but I want to give some statistics right now. According to um, domesticviolenceshelters.org, um, you get some resources and some intimate partner um, information. Um, domestic violence, more than one in three women, 35.6%, and more than one in four men, 28.5% in the United States, have experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. When you talk to a domestic violence victim and you ask, why did you stay? Why didn't you leave? Why didn't you get out? Why didn't you do something? And so many times the victim is blamed. Well, you should have left. You should have called the police. You should have did this. You should have, could have, would have. That is a form of blaming the victim for being abused. And a lot of times people don't understand. They don't. They may ask that and really have all the intent on understanding, but there are just certain things. It's just like you want to blame a rape victim for being raped. You want to tell the rape victim if you had a, wore a different outfit, if you hadn't have been in a certain place, if you hadn't have talked to certain people, this wouldn't have happened. No, that's not the case. We have predators in the earth, and they search out victims. And that's one of the things with domestic violence victims. It is an estimated 1.3 million women are victims of physical assault by an intimate partner each year. Each year, we have women who have lost their lives. And to talk about why women stay, it can be fear, fear of the unknown, what's out there, fear of where will I go, how would I provide for my children. He's threatened their lives. If you leave me, I'll kill you. If you tell anybody, I'll kill you. I'll kill them. They will use the children. If you leave me, I will take the children. I will hurt the children. Some, those are just a few of the reasons why domestic violence victims stay with the abuser. If they've been threatened, their children have been threatened, they will stay. And every mother knows if somebody tells you, if you try to leave me, if you contact the police, if you do this, I will hurt you. I will hurt your child. You're going to do whatever you have to do to protect your child. I would encourage you, if that is a situation, you must develop a plan. You have to talk to someone. I'll never forget an incident. My brothers, both are military, as well as my father. When they found out that I was in the midst of domestic violence and they came to save the day, 
they were coming to get their daughter and sister out of the situation. I would not allow them to do anything. I pushed back. Why? I knew this man had a gun. I knew he had it loaded. I knew he would shoot. And the way I knew this is because he had pulled the gun on me and fired it. And he fired it just far enough away from me to where it didn't hit me. He threatened my child. And when my brothers came in and my dad, it was a no-brainer. I will not be the cause of this man killing my family. And I believed he could do it. He had taken it that far. I did not want them to lose their lives at his hand, nor mess up their family life or their careers or where they were going in life because they came to save me. But that was one of the reasons and one of the, at the time made me come with the decision, I've got to get out. I've got to go. How, I don't know. Where, I don't know. But I needed to get to a place where he couldn't find me, that there wasn't a trail, and I told no one. I told no one. And it actually took me at least a year and a half to get things in place, to set a plan. I didn't have a lot of money. I was working from paycheck to paycheck. When you talk about financial abuse, I would get paid on Friday. And it wasn't a case that I just gave him my money when I cashed my check. It was a case of I cashed my check, my money, and my purse, For my bills, my bills went unpaid because he would go in my purse and take my money. It didn't matter if I tried to hide it, if I tried to put it up. It was a fight. It was a fight. It was the point to take all my money, and then I would have to figure out a way to buy formula for my daughter. I would have to find a way to put food in the house. So there are a lot of ways and reasons that will cause someone to stay. When we look at the issues that are within families, this is not, I don't believe that the abusers just wake up one morning and decide I'm going to abuse women. I'm going to be an abuser. I don't think they do that. I think it's something more often than not the abuser has been abused. And we've heard the saying a lot, hurt people hurt people. They've never been dealt with. They've never been delivered. They've never been healed. They've never sought help. So it brings about a anger, a thing deep down on the inside of them. They become aggressive. Here's another statistic. 
nearly half of all women in the United States, about 48.4%, have experienced at least one form of psychological aggression by an intimate partner during their lifetime, with 40.3% reporting some form of excessive aggression. Their partner acted angry in a way that seemed dangerous, told them they were a loser or a failure, insulted or humiliated them. When you tear another person down to make them inferior, to make them self-doubt, to make them question who they are, that is a form of abuse. We are to uplift one another. We are to encourage one another. And when there's someone being torn down, we need to look at it. There's someone in your church. There's someone on your job that can be experiencing some form of domestic violence as we speak. There's a lot of things that, you know, weak signs that you can look for. It is so widespread, and unfortunately, we don't know when and how it's going to end. But I pray, I pray that if you know of someone, if you witnessed it, reach out and try to help. Because we we in the church, we talk about discernment and we talk about the leading of the Holy Spirit and we talk about we have an ear to hear from God and, you know, and all of that is true. All of that is a wonderful thing. But just like we have discernment about a person Sometimes we can't use that as just face value. Or they're, they're just nasty or they're just angry all the time or they're just withdrawn or they're just this. Sometimes it can go a little deeper. It can go from one extreme to the next. There seems to be no balance. They're either all the way quiet with very little to say or they're all the way to the left. This is an epidemic. This is a problem in homes and in churches, and, yes, I'm very passionate about it. Um, it bothers me that in looking for love, so many people end up hurt and broken. I do apologize. I was not able to bring anyone on this morning, Um I got on a roll and kept moving, Um, but if there's anyone dealing with domestic violence or would like information, more information, um, or may just have questions to ask me, please feel free to contact me. Um, I am on Facebook at Facebook, uh, Gloria Hawkins on Facebook.com, direct message me. Uh, tell the ministries face um facebook dot com also you can visit my website and leave comments or questions at tell the ministries dot com um, 
it would be wonderful if we could annihilate domestic violence. It would be wonderful if everybody would be healed and delivered from it. We know prayer changes things. So, again, I thank each and every one of you for joining me this morning. Again, I apologize for not being able to bring anyone on. Um, Until we meet again, God bless you, and I pray that if there's someone that you know or have witnessed in some form of domestic violence, that you pray for them but also reach out to them. They really need to know that we care. God bless you all. Have a tremendously blessed weekend, and we'll hear you on the radio next week, and I think I will be picking up um, where we left off today, um, continuing to talk about domestic violence for this month. Um, God bless each of you. I just pray that he blesses each of you. In Jesus' name, have an awesome day, everybody. Bye-bye.